Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel. I'm a migraine strategist. I'm the founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation, and I'm also a chronic daily migraine survivor. I'm here this week with Dr. Tim Smith. He is a regular on Heads Up. He's the CEO of Study Metrics Research and has done many clinical trials on migraine medicines. So hello, Dr. Smith. Hello, thanks for having me on again. Dr. Smith is also the Vice President of the National Headache Foundation. So today we have a super exciting episode. This is a two-part series, and this is part one, and we are talking about new and emerging therapies. We are going to go over all of the cool and interesting therapies that are coming out for us. Um, And it is a super exciting time. It has never been so exciting for those of us in the headache community with all the stuff that's coming out. So um, I am going to give a little overview because I don't want everyone to get bogged down because there's a lot of medicines we're going to talk about. Um, So today we are going to start with um, four different nasal sprays that we're going to go over that are coming out for us soon. And then we're going to go over one oral therapy and one really cool, interesting new therapy that's a transdermal therapy, meaning it goes through the skin. Um, And then next time in part two, we're going to discuss uh, the G-pants, the oral G-pants, one IV therapy, and some combination therapies. So that's how many things that are coming out for us. So I think everyone should get excited and listen close. So first, uh, we would like to say a statement about who all these therapies have been tested in and who they haven't been tested in. So let's talk about that really quick, Dr. Smith. Sure. Uh, Everything we're going to be talking about uh, with this uh, two-part series is uh, uh, are there medications that have been tested in migraine sufferers? It's migraine with and without aura. uh, And... um, we would and on cluster headache or post-traumatic headache or some of the other headache subtypes. Uh, maybe those studies will come later, but I know a lot of our viewership uh, really cares about those entities right. and um, hopefully we'll be able to bring some data and some comments on some things down the line. But for, for today, this uh, our comments will be um, strictly about migraine. I, I know that'll be a little disappointing to some, but uh, right. just, with us, I uh, think some of these same medicines might be studied for those uh, entities as well. But uh, we'll report on that out, report out on that as as soon as we know. Right. So when we say uh, migraine, it's because that's who the studies were done on uh, people with migraine for these medicines. That's who uh, the studies were carried out on, out on first. And uh, it's not because we are ignoring people with cluster or any other type of headache disorder. Um, So uh, we love you all. And it is the National Headache Foundation. And we are here for all types of headaches. So please continue to listen. Um, So our first question, or our first medication that we're going to talk about is a new DHE nasal spray, meaning dihydroergotamine. And it's under investigation. Many people are aware that we currently have a nasal spray DHE and it's called Migranol. This new one is a little bit different in its mode of delivery. So Dr. Smith, can you explain that to us? Sure. So DHE has been around a long time. It's been a medical entity for decades. It's older than I am and that's pretty old. Uh, 
but it's uh, for the last 20, it was originally uh, prescribable or used uh, medically as a, an IV or an IM injection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have oral availability, so we can't make pills out of it. Uh, about 20 some odd years ago, uh, Migranol was marketed, which is a nasal spray version that gives people the convenience of using it at home and not having to go to the doctor's office for IVs or injections. And it has a, a, a nice effectiveness in that. This new version is the same medication and it's administered intranasally, but the difference is that in the, uh, uh, the uh, sprayer device, the old device is one that's like a pump squirt that's a very liquidy, high volume thing that people need to kind of sniff and keep up into their nasal passages for absorption and they get a lot of post-nasal drainage and they have a lot of trouble getting the blood levels they need from that, or at least some people do. Right. The device has a, 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 a ability to make a, a sort of an aerosolized plume that uh, directs the medication to the upper nasal passageways where, uh, number one, they can use a smaller volume and they can get better absorption. And it gets, uh, it's almost like a super highway straight to the brain where the medicine needs to get to work uh, to relieve migraine. So it has a lot of promise. It's being uh, studied. Uh, the the, the long term safety studies will be ending a little bit later this spring. Uh, so we're looking at potential if the data turns out the the way we think it will, the, the potential will be for marketing uh, sometime in 2021, maybe the first half of 2021. And so this will be an acute uh, nasal spray. It's used for acute management of migraine, uh, not a prophylaxis therapy or preventive therapy. Uh, and it will be, I think the advantages of using nasal sprays are, you know, rapid onset. And then also for people who are sick and nauseated and maybe can't hold down oral medications and has right. you there. Uh, and then just that super highway to the brain phenomenon that uh, for some people will make a big difference uh, uh, for them. So that's, that's that it's called, uh, they're calling it INP 104 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this, this process of aerosolizing the medication is called a precision old factory dis- uh, um, delivery which means it's going into olfactory means the, you know, the nasal, upper nasal passages. So okay. uh, we can look for that. It's uh, the company's called Impel uh, uh, Neuropharma uh, out of okay. And uh, that's what we know about that one so far. Okay. So some of these medicines uh, early on in the investigational stage, I uh, just want people to know they have names that are a little weird. They have like letters and numbers, and then they will have uh, names that are more appealing and recognizable later on when they hit the market and we hear about them. So uh, you're going to hear us talk about some some funky names today. Um, So we have another nasal spray uh, we're going to talk about that is similar and that it also is DHE. Um, And, but it's going to, it's a little weird. It's a powder. So can you tell us about that one? This is our second nasal spray we're going to talk about today that's coming out. Yes, and this one's a little earlier in the development process, but uh, the concept is sort of the same. Uh, trying to come up with a with a better way to deliver DHE in a way that uh, you can increase the concentration and and not have all that uh, volume of liquid to to spray into the nose. And so it's a it's a, a powder uh, 
uh, version of DHE. It sprays into the nose, it adheres to the muco uh, mucous membranes and gets absorbed readily from there. And it's called STS-101. If anybody wants to Google search it and look it up, it's a company called Satsuma. And uh, the studies are ongoing, uh, but uh, we will be the first to report out results when they're announced. Uh, but so far, you know, the concept is out there and the studies are ongoing. And we just thought it'd be nice for patients to be able to know about it and, and be able to anticipate. I would guess this is probably a couple of years away from, from marketing, but that, that's really something we don't know yet. Okay. So not only are nasal sprays very popular for uh, the medicines that are coming out for us, but DHE uh, being delivered via the nasal cavity seems to be something that we are going to see coming soon. Um, so our third nasal spray that we're going to talk about um, that is coming out is actually an anti-CGRP medication uh, that's looking to be delivered through the nose. Uh, it is called Vizagepant. starts with a V. And um, so can you tell us a little bit about this one? Sure. This is, uh, as you mentioned, it's a CGRP blocker. And so a CGRP blockade, interestingly, is being used in some ways as prevention treatment and then in other uh, dosage forms and, and molecules are using as acute therapy. It seems to have value in both arenas. The Vizegepant uh, being a nasal spray is more ideally suited for acute therapy and that's the way it's being studied. Uh, their first uh, proof of concept studies have been uh, very positive and uh, they have another round of studies that'll be done uh, this spring and uh, throughout the balance of the year. And then, uh, so and everything goes well with that, it'll be about another year after that to be marketed. Uh, but their data looks really good. Uh, the ideal patient, again, would be uh, those patients who need or, or require very rapid onset of, uh, of medication, who don't want to take a shot, uh, patients who uh, are nauseated or might not be able to tolerate or keep down oral medications. And the added advantage of the, uh, the oral CGRP, uh, small molecular weight molecule like Vizagepant, is that it appears to have a very uh, desirable side effect profile and there are no restrictions on its use uh, uh, that we might see with triptans or other groups. Uh, where you might have to avoid things like patients with heart disease or circulation mm -hmm. problems or a past stroke or some other limitations like that. So uh, I think it'll be a positive contribution to the marketplace. Uh, a little ways off from us now, but the studies are ongoing and it looks good so far. Okay. So um, there is a fourth nasal spray. Like I said, nasal sprays are very popular right now. Um, this one is a sumatriptan nasal spray, which people are familiar with, but this one is much different than uh, what is already available to us. So can you talk to us about that? Sure. So uh, most people are familiar with Imitrex, uh, which is a mark, the you know first marketed triptan. It's been available in the nasal spray under the name since 1997. Uh, so 22 years of, uh, of uh, or a little more of availability of sumatriptan nasal spray. What's different with uh, the Tosimra uh, version is that uh, it's a, uh, it incorporates the use, the, the company that makes it incorporates the use of something we call an absorption enhancer. So it's an extra 
uh, adjuvant that's put into the nasal spray that uh, causes the medication to be absorbed into the bloodstream much more readily. And um, they've completed their studies uh, and the FDA has approved this drug. It was approved about a year ago, uh, but the marketing companies changed hands and it was October of 2019 before it actually officially got marketed in the United States. But it's out there now, it's prescribable, and uh, it does have you know, some of the advantages. They can use a smaller dose of medication and get uh, equal or, or, or better blood levels with it, and that usually equates to uh, better results. Uh, again, so uh, patients that would be ideal for this, it would be an acute therapy only, not for prophylaxis, mm -hmm. and it would be uh, for patients who need that acute uh, rapid onset, who, who can't tolerate oral pills or can't keep them down uh, or, uh, or those, those types of situations. Uh, but it's out there now, so our viewers can, can know about that and, and uh, check it out if they're interested. Okay, so that is an important point. That is one of the few things we are talking about today that is actually available to us now. It is called Tosimra, and it is the Sumatriptan nasal spray and that is the fourth nasal spray we talked about so all the four things that we've just discussed are nasal sprays they have quick onset um, and it seems to be a very popular thing that's going to be coming out for us soon is this nasal delivery um, so next this is actually really cool and interesting this is an entirely new mode of delivery of medication for us um, this is a medication that has transdermal delivery, I meaning it goes through the skin, but not through a hypodermic needle. And it delivers Zomic, which is a drug that we are, are familiar with and is a tryptam. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about Q-Trypta and this exciting new technology that none of us are really familiar with? Yeah, so the, the drug delivery technology is the new thing here. It, this is mm -hmm. uh, something that may have value for many other medications too that need to be acutely administered intermittently. Uh, but what we care about is obviously the migraine use and they've used uh, Zomatriptan in this formulation, which is the active ingredient in Zomig, as you pointed out, which has been marketed since 1998 in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's available at, uh, as we know as a nasal spray, an orally disintegrating tablet and a swallowed tablet under the Zomig brand, but this is a new way of administering that same medication, which is already well proven for migraine. And what this is, it's a small patch that uses something called a, a micro needle array. It's mm -hmm. a little bitty patch, you know, about like that. Uh, and it's got tiny uh, micro needles on it, kind of feels almost like sandpaper if you were to touch it. But when it gets applied to the arm and, and, and it has an application device and it, it adheres to the skin and those little micro needles deliver the medication through the skin into the bloodstream. So it's kind of like getting a shot without taking a, uh, uh, an injection per se, as we understand it. And uh, the studies have been done. This is, uh, the studies have been complete. The data is before the FDA. They are reviewing it, and we expect a decision on this uh, potentially uh, by middle of the year or later in the year for 2020. So this could be a marketed product uh, within this calendar year. The advantages of this are rapid onset because it goes straight to the bloodstream. It can bypass the intestinal tract. It doesn't have to be absorbed and distributed. 
Uh, and so uh, the rapid onset and then also the, uh, you know, the, again, the issues since so many people with migraine have nausea, can't tolerate oral medications, at least for some of their migraines. And right. you know, that'd be something that'll fit in the toolbox you know, and patients could easily use oral medications for some migraines and then resort to a, this transdermal microarray patch, a, mi a needle uh, microarray patch uh, if they need to. So uh, we did the studies here and people tolerate it well and, and the data is uh, looking good. It's been reported out and it's in the literature and people can find information about it on the net if they wanted to. Uh, uh, we're, we're waiting to get the results back from the FDA, as always, and uh, we, we wait uh, with a, uh, a lot of anticipation to see this uh, get to the market because I think a lot of people will uh, get uh, good benefit from this and enjoy, and enjoy the opportunity to try it. I think that's definitely one of the more interesting ones. It's definitely uh, a very interesting mode of delivery, and I think... Um, I think that, that it, we should point out that it's one of the ones that it's not a new medicine, but it's a completely new mode of delivery. And that is a few of the things we'll be talking about today are like that, like the DHE nasal sprays that we mentioned. So um, the last thing we're going to talk about is super interesting because we, we did an entire episode on this already when it was approved by the FDA. So this next medicine is already approved by the FDA and it will be available to us any minute. Um, we're going to talk about Revo, Re, excuse me, Revow or Lasmetidan. Um, this one was approved in October. It's not quite available, and I'll let you talk about why it isn't. It is an oral medication, um, and it's for the acute treatment of migraines. So why don't you talk to us about it? And it's very unique. It is the only drug in its class. That's why I like talking about this one. So. Excuse me, can you tell me, tell us why it's unique and why we don't quite have it yet, even though it's FDA approved? Yeah, so the special thing about uh, Reval uh, or Lasmiditan uh, is that this is the first uh, non-triptan acute therapy to be marketed. Uh, uh, we've waited a long time for something besides the standard triptans uh, to be marketed. Um, and what uh, Rayval brings, it's a serotonin. You know, we know that the triptans work on uh, serotonin receptors, uh, and uh, the Rayval molecule also works on a serotonin receptor, but it's different from the triptan receptors. And the main distinction is that it doesn't cause uh, blood vessel constriction. So the restrictions about use in patients who have uh, heart disease or previous stroke or bad circulation or risk factors for any of the above, you know, we have to be careful about that and not give triptans to those patients. And there are about two and a half million people in the country who have migraine and also have those either those risk factors or uh, one of those disorders. So this is a, a big, big plus for us to have medication that can be used in this fashion. Uh, so that's the main advantage of it. Uh, it, it works in its own right. The uh, acute onset uh, measures that we saw in the studies uh, look outstanding, um, and uh, we uh, we are. It's been approved, as you mentioned, by the FDA in October, and uh, we're still waiting on a determination from the DEA, which could come any day now. Uh, the DEA has to determine whether it's going to be a controlled substance or not, and if it is. 
what class it's going to go in, but we're just waiting for it. It'll be a prescription medication that we use for acute migraine treatment. It's not been studied for prophylaxis. Uh, and as we mentioned at the outset, it's not been studied for other headache subtypes, uh, but we think it'll have uh, a, a nice role uh, and it, it'll be very, very nice to have a new non-triptan, non, you know, uh, NSAID, non-opioid, you know, kind of medication right. that'll work. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a very much of a uh, unmet need out there and we feel like this uh, medication could uh, be a strong player in that uh, in that marketplace. Okay, so there were a couple side effects with uh, lesmetidin that I think we probably should mention really quick, yes. if you could. Right, and so the other unique thing about Rayval uh, is that it penetrates into the central nervous system uh, to areas that are not uh, treated by uh, the triptans. Uh, that's another unique distinction. And it gives it potential capabilities that the triptans don't have, but it also carries with it the risk system side effects that that uh, we don't have, we might not see with the uh, triptan drugs. And among those are uh, some uh, mild dizziness that's uh, been experienced in somewhere between 15 and 20 percent of patients that uh, that take it. Also, uh, uh, some mild somnolence or sleepiness. Uh, and uh, some tingling situ- uh, symptoms like uh, tingling of uh, somewhere in the body, skin tingling. We call it, doctors call it paresthesia, so it's kind of a nerve tingling. Not a sign of anything bad or bad circulation or anything like that. It's just a funny thing that happens to some people when they take it. And those are the three primary side effects. There is also a restriction on this drug that uh, the FDA has put into the label at this point that requires people to not drive for a period of eight hours following the dose. So we realize that's going to put some limitations on the use of the medication and uh, essentially patients who can't comply with that are not good candidates for the for this medication. And, um, we'll see how that turns out over time, but that's the restrictions as we uh, understand them today. Okay. I am just going to quickly review what we talked about because it was a lot of information. Um, This is only the first part of emerging therapies. Next week, we will do the second half of the therapies, but today we talked about four nasal sprays for the acute treatment of migraine. The first two uh, were a way to deliver DHE via the nasal route. Um, The third was a GPS, and the fourth was a uh, triptan, it's actually Tosimra, it actually is available, but it, it's recently available. Then we talked about uh, Q-Tripto, which is the transdermal delivery system that is being worked on and hopefully will be available to us soon. It delivers Zomig. And the last thing we talked about was Rayval or Lasmitidan, which should be available to us very soon. So all things very exciting for us. And um, is there anything else you would like to add, Dr. Smith? Just, you know, we have so much excitement about all these new treatments, uh, you know, having practice headache management and research for uh, a lot of years. Uh, it's, it's really good to be uh, working in a time when uh, there are a lot of new treatments at our disposal. And I know patients are really excited about it. And we as clinicians and researchers are, are super excited about it as well. Hopefully this will be entering into a time where we can get some newfound relief for a lot of people. 
Yes. All right. Well, that is it for today. Please tune into Heads Up next week, where we are going to talk about the remaining emerging therapies. So until then, thank you for being here. And thank you, Dr. Smith. And we will see you all soon.